Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 123 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. Today I have a brand new guest for you. Um, I have with me today, Emily Hain. Uh, Emily is from Missouri. I have a lot of people on from Missouri, don't I? Um, Emily is from Missouri. She grew up in the same uh, small hometown that I grew up in, as did her her family. Um, I'm, I have several connections to her and her family, um, which we talk about on the podcast, uh, but she is a fellow Bachelor fan. And most importantly, she's a listener of the podcast. Thank you so much. Bravo, bravo, Emily. Um, and she's got this adorable, adorable little clothing boutique in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is very close to where we grew up. Um, it's like a town of about, I don't know, 45, 50,000, but, um, just the cutest boutique it's called stash. And, um, Emily has just this great vibe about her. She is, um, she's just so like naturally pretty. She's just doesn't wear a lot of makeup. She's got a very like simple style, but like that classy capsule style that just, I don't know. I just always, she always looks so put together to me. I always thought the same thing about her mom, Jill, um, love her family, love Emily. And so I thought she would be the perfect person to have on again. I probably should have had her on before now, but, um, today we are going to talk about the bachelor and her sort of history with the bachelor and like when she started watching what she thinks about it now what she thinks about bachelor in paradise what she thought of golden bachelor all those things but before that we're going to talk i talked to her a little about her um about stash her clothing store and i just i know always kind of wanted to ask her more questions about that how she got into it like how long it's been going you know how how it works just like all the interesting questions. And I thought that you all as listeners might be interested in that as well. Um, she's so easy to talk to. We could have just gone on and on and on. Um, but I really think you're going to like this interview and, um, I'm going to ask her back to do a Rose interview that will probably come out next week. So, um, yeah, let's get to know Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I've, I'm so excited. I've been kind of nervous all day. I've been catching up on everything I think I need to. So, well, there's nothing. It's just like it, it always makes me laugh. No, it doesn't make me laugh. I should take it for granted. But a lot of people actually that I ask on decline because they like are so nervous or they don't like they they say it's just not for me and I'm like it's honestly it'll just be like we're talking on the phone I promise well I've had a glass of wine already <laughs> oh, dang it <laughs> I was gonna pour myself a glass of wine maybe I, I guess I still could do that yeah <laughs> I, I was may. like I was I like still. timing it out I was like okay I think five o'clock would be good for a glass of wine and then I should Wait, be good so red or white what are you a fan of so I've become a fan of Sav Blanc lately. Oh, me too. <laughs> so that's so weird that you say that because I went through this period where I, I like 
wanted to, this has been a few years ago where I'm like, you know, I would like to just like sit down and watch the bachelor and drink a glass of wine. I'm not lying. That's what I thought in my head. And I tried to make myself like red wine because it's quote unquote better for you. And it's cool. Like it's cool. And it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. That's right. It is also cool. And I, not that I don't like it, but I was just like, I'm just not enjoying this as much as I thought I would. So then I started like experimenting with, cause my, um, my mom drinks red and she likes Merlot and I don't like a Merlot at all. If I'm going to drink a red, I prefer a Pinot Noir. Yeah. What about it- you? It all gives me headaches. Like, that's the one thing. I don't get hangovers anymore after 40. It's very weird. What? But no. I can. <laughs> oh, I my God. I am so jealous. Yeah. But red wine, that will be the one thing that. But just... white wine doesn't give you a headache. Girl, all day, every day. And <laughs> <Good to go>. <laughs> <laughs> well... that sounds so bad. Not every day, but. No. So it got on my, so I'm like, okay, so let's try a white wine. So I, for whatever reason in my head thought I liked like Zinfandels and Moscatos and the sweet stuff. And I just kept thinking, you know, this is just not my thing either. Then Allie was home. I think it was this spring one time she was home and we went to our local liquor store here, which is actually pretty good. (laughs) And she was like picking out and pointing out some, some brands that she knew white wines that, she knew were supposed to be good and one was a pinot grigio and one was a soft blanc and i was like okay and ever since then oyster bay do you drink that one is that the one you drink by no, any chance I, oh dang it let me look at the bottle it's right in front of me um. <laughs> so you're having a bottle of wine not just a glass <laughs> well i'm at the shop right now and so we kind of keep something in the refrigerator just in case you never know who's gonna pop in excellent and so it's josh sellers is oh the okay and i just get it at schnooks but it's really good and it does the trick so well i so therefore i i realize now that by far my favorite is a dry white and i so i found a so Oyster Bay, if you ever see that one too, try that one because okay. right. they actually sell that one too. It like, just when you go to restaurants and things, they'll have Oyster Bay on the menu. At least I've found that several places. And then, um, Kim Crawford, have you ever had hers? You know, I'm not a big like label snob. No, like, I'm not either. I'm not either, I'm, but like, I, not but I still, I, there's some that I don't like, like barefoot. I can't drink barefoot. Okay, so my dad loves some barefoot. and like, <laughs> Your dad drinks wine? Oh, that's all he drinks. He really? loves. Um, oh, wow. I stopped at the Dollar General on the way there. Like, can you get me some barefoot? And it's like $7 a bottle. Oh, it's, I, oh, I don't know which one it is. But yes, my mom keeps it in stock because he loves, I... loves white wine love that is so funny well (laughs) I just was making fun of the fact that barefoot is like now an official like NFL sponsor and I was like what (laughs) yeah it doesn't go together barefoot wine and NFL football just that's I don't know why that just doesn't go together maybe it's just like an underlying thing that's like not spoken about but it's like I don't know. My dad loves it. And that's so has he always been a wine drinker or is that no. like, he, okay. Growing up, 
I mean, our household was like Coors Light and, um, I don't know. I would say the past couple of years, he, God, he's going to hate me for saying. (laughs) No, that makes Ralph so cool. I love that he drinks barefoot. What? See, but I say barefoot is crappy because that gives me a headache bad. I think, I don't know if it's because it's cheap or what, but if I drink barefoot, I really, really get a headache from that stuff. So I don't know. I don't mind it. I mean, that's really all that there is to drink at my parents. So. Beggars can't be choosers, right? <laughs> and I too am not a label person, but I, if I find one that I really like, then I just stick with that. And so those two, what did you say yours was? Josh, Josh, uh, Josh Sellers. And it's, and, does it just say Josh real big on the bottle? Yep. Yeah, that's. I think I've had that too, and I think I like that one. Do you drink Pinot Grigio at all? Um, I'll. I mean, I'm. I'll drink anything, but <laughs> if I'm going to buy something, I'll buy the Sav Blanc. Yeah, and I, I just kind of came across it too. I, I like Prosecco. I like champagne, um, but that's not everybody's cup of tea. So I tried the Sav Blanc one day and I was, I was, hooked. yeah. So well, now you're making me thirsty. So I'm feeling like I'm <laughs> go get you a glass of wine. I will. I will. I will. Left out. I will. I will. I'm going to, um, and I really didn't mean for the first six minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds about wine drinking. I really did not plan on that at all. So, oh, that's my dog. <laughs> that's why I'm not just, at our house because uh, that would be our dogs too. That, that was me going outside the, uh, our, my dog all of a sudden barks at everything. Like he's seven and I feel like he's becoming, I know seven isn't old for a, for a, he's a lab but um, a lab too and he's about six oh is it yellow is she um, he... he's black he was supposed to be a 40 pound border collie and turned into an 80 pound lab so... <laughs> that is a fun <laughs> trick how did you do that yeah, it's, the, it's the humane society oh, gotcha. um, adric always wanted a border collie always he wanted to train it he wanted to teach it tricks and so, um, and I just came down with a cough. So excuse me if I cough. Okay. Um, so this lady came into the shop one day and she was doing um, some fundraising for the Humane Society. And she brought this cute little black dog and she was saying, you know, try to drum up some sponsorships. And she's like, it's a border collie. And I'm like, oh gosh. And so we went and adopted him like the next day and he is literally an 80 pound oh, lab oh my god <laughs> yeah so yeah he's a good like he's my he's my you know now, now that adric's out of the house he's your buddy he is he's like what, what's his name murphy murphy well labs are so affectionate and sweet and just i don't know if murphy is cuddly too but i mean max just wants to be touching you at, like at all times if he can no, Murph's pretty anxious. Like we have to drug him um, most days if like we do anything other than being in the house. He's oh, just really? super, super anxious. And he's a mixed breed. So sure, he's not a pure lab, but um, we just had to go to the vet today and it's like muzzle pills. Yeah, it's not. Oh, fun. wow. Okay. Well, gosh, yeah, does know. he have anxiety? Because, you know, I guess dogs can have anxiety and they can you can put them on meds right 
least I've heard that. I don't know. I learned that today that there's Prozac for dogs. Isn't Um, that nuts? It's an option, but I'm not ready to go there quite yet. So we just stay at home most nights. (laughs) (laughs) That's easier. Yeah. Well, I have my glass of wine, so we're oh yeah yeah yeah. now. Okay, (laughs) all right. Um, I'm trying to think. You tell me where you want to start. I want to cover obviously the Bachelor with you um on this episode but i also want to talk about stash so what would you rather talk about first um i don't care we can talk about stash first okay because you talked about the shop so let's go ahead and let's talk about that so i miss stash oh thank you i do and so i need to know more about first of all how how many years has it been since you start first of all um, Emily is the owner of a clothing boutique in downtown Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and it is called Stash, and it is the cutest little shop. Oh, um, thank you. you always have the cutest stuff, and you, you and your mom. Is it just you and your mom that are running it? Yeah, or? she's yeah. down to one day a week. She, I live right next to Simo, which is like three minutes away. Okay, and I love being at work, and um. She, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say she's checked out, but she has so much on her plate right now. Um, so she comes in maybe one day a week and works, but I'm here most of the time. Okay. And also love your mom and dad both. They're mm-hmm. just the best people. <laughs> so, and so history, your dad worked for East Perry, my family's business for his whole career. Yeah. And that was, was his also- first job and his last job. Yeah. He yeah. started- yeah, that's and I should know offhand what how many years he worked, how many years it was. It 40, you should not 45? know that. No, I should it... know that. I should know that. But but he was missed highly whenever he left. And anyway, I was yeah. I would say he started out as a teenager, and then probably sixty. I don't know, sixty-seven maybe. So probably close to fifty years. God dang. That's well, all our family knows. Is... He was very valued. And your brother still works there. Yes. Too. Yeah. And um, Adric, my son, worked there. He does. A, well, he did. He was a cleanup boy. I don't know if it lasted a year. We ended up moving to Cape. And um, it was just too much of a commute. So, yeah. Yeah. It just kind of runs in the family. I love it. I totally love it. And was, yeah. so Adric is how old now? Is he Tyler's age? Is he 20? He will be 19 next month. Oh, okay. He's a year behind Tyler then. Yeah. And I, they, I think they hang out when Tyler's in town. I hear yeah. the name and, um, not, I don't even know if you want to hear this, but, um, <laughs> maybe on. last time Tyler was in town, Adric was like at this spot and it was where your husband's company is yeah at the little apartment behind the uh, the um office yeah well yeah. i mean just on life 360 it showed him oh. there. <laughs> okay and it's like right around that corner and i was like oh my gosh he wrecked going around that corner and i was like he's like mom it's okay and i just thought they were like i don't know like what can you do at a logging company <laughs> late at night <laughs> i was like what are, what are you oh, doing so there? That's hilarious. But yeah, I think they have like 
similar friends. So no, I I think it's great. Like that's just another little tangent. I think it's great whenever Tyler goes back to Missouri, he like just merges in with all those guys as if he's never left. And I think that is the coolest thing. I just makes my heart happy that he can do that. And the last time he was there, well, there was this summer and he worked there for like, I don't know, two and a half weeks at IBT there just by himself. And so since Tim and I still go down there a lot and um, for work, we never really had a place to stay. So we, so Tim added on like, like a little apartment behind the office and it, you know, just has a just our basic what we need living room kitchen bathroom bedroom is perfect perfect for when we stay there so but Tyler thought it was the best thing in the world as did all his friends because it was like (laughs) Tyler's oh we're going back to Tyler's apartment tonight (laughs) like he hosted he hosted everybody because he had his own place the whole time but um well in my mind they were like climbing logs and like god knows what (laughs) playing hide and seek yeah Yeah. I was like what are you doing there stop whatever you're doing stop that is so funny anyway back to stash (laughs) how long has have you been open so we just celebrated 11 years wow yeah and it'll feel like that no it's gone by so fast and um I don't know. Adric was a kid when we opened and now just, you know, being open 11 years, you see people grow up, you see people become, you know, mothers, you see people just like go through all stages of life. And yeah, I mean, it's been 11 years, but it's gone by so fast. And I'm just so thankful to have a career where I'm happy, where I love what I do, where I get to hang out with people all day and I just I just love my job I just don't know how long I'll do it you know because my my whole goal was to get Adric through school and that would have been 10 years and so now I'm you know I'm, I'm thinking you know what the next step could be because being self-employed is definitely not easy right and um, so I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out for a little bit. But um... so what 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 initially made you to s- decide? Um, I, I mean, I I I I know we've talked about this before, but just so the listeners know too, when what did you do prior to opening Stash, and what made you decide to start your own business and clothing boutique? So my whole so before Stash, I worked in St. Louis at another boutique, and I managed it. Um, but my first job, are you familiar with the miraculous metal in Perryville? Yes, I am. That was my first job. And I worked at the, uh, gift shop there. Like with, um, I mean, they have just like Catholic things, you know, it's, it's a big tourist spot for, well, your mom's worked there for years Mm -hmm. or worked there for years. Right. Yeah. And, um, so I always loved. I love customer service. I love connecting with people. I just love that aspect on top of shopping. So when <laughs> I left the Miraculous Metal, I moved to St. Louis and worked at a clothing boutique on the Loop. Have you ever okay. been there? I have. The City Loop. So I managed that for several years. And then 2009 hit and the economy. We all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was let go. 
they didn't close. They sold the store to someone else. And so I moved home, kind of reevaluated stuff. And my mom was in the position at her job where they were doing downsizing. And um, it, it was always a dream of mine. I love, like I said, customer service. I love fashion. And um, I never thought I'd be doing it in Cape Girardeau. That was like the farthest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a city girl at heart. Oh, good. But at the time, you know, 11 years ago, there was no, there was one other boutique in Cape. And so working in St. Louis, you know, there were the malls, but there were a lot of boutiques. And I was like, it's a college town. You know, the malls were, I mean, have you been to the Cape Mall lately? I mean, not lately, but I've heard it's gone yeah, really downhill. It's, it's really bad. Um, so I just thought it was a good opportunity. Mom was ready to kind of get out of that nine to five. And um, we're just like, let's do it. So, you know, it was nerve wracking to say the least. But um, that space that you have downtown, was that like, available right away like I can't remember how developed that main street was at that time it was it it was kind of on its incline from am I right about that or was it already being yeah that's when kind of boutiques started becoming popular like you know let's support local business let's um I mean when I was in college downtown cave just wasn't somewhere you went unless you were going out so yeah. the place that was in here was a home goods store. And oh. um, it's kind of sad, but the lady that owned it had cancer and um, her daughter was taking over and they were moving into the space next door. Um, so this space became available. And so it was our next door neighbor's old space. Okay. So, and do you like, how do you find out about that space? Do you just ask around? Do you have a realtor help you? Like, how did you even know that that was going to be happening? Do you remember? I think I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I know it's 11 years ago. I would never remember. (laughs) I think I know I'm so forgetful. Oh God. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> I know when I'm listening to you sometimes, I'm like, that's me too, Natalie. Oh, <laughs> I God. I, it's scary. Honestly, it is. Um, I think my aunt came across this space. She, um, was in, she wasn't in real estate, but she was helping someone find another space. And she came across it and just told me. And, um, yeah, our rent has never been raised. I probably shouldn't say that. But we had wow. just – we have – the best landlord he's um he his daughter owns a store next to us and so um yeah I think my aunt found out about it but I was and I I mean I know all your listeners aren't familiar with Cape but to me Broadway was my first inclination like oh it's Broadway but um I'm so glad I went downtown because there's just businesses that have been here for like over a hundred years and there's um, you know, not still there. Yeah. That's, I think the one that's been there for a hundred years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Really crazy. I couldn't imagine that, but 
So how did you, so, so did you just um, pull from your experience at the other boutique as far as knowing, like, I mean, how would, my, my question would be like, how did you even know where to begin as far as, you know, like, right, you go out, to, do you, you go to what, LA, Texas to go purchase? Yeah. Your, do your, I mean, I, there's, I, there's markets all over the States and I've, my favorite is Los Angeles, um, but I've been to Texas, Atlanta, Chicago. Um, there's ones in New York. Las Vegas is the big one. But yeah, I learned a lot from my previous boss and she went out to L.A. So I think that's just what I'm used to. So that's what I continue to do um, when I started my own shop. But, you know, working for someone else, gosh, I probably worked for her for I'd say five, six years, you know, and it's like when you're working for someone else, you kind of learn what you, I mean, you learn the basics, but you also learn, you know, like, oh, if I was in this spot, I would have done this, you know, sure. you're still under. So she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot about what to do, what not to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the job experience is invaluable when when it came to what I was doing, just meeting people, meeting vendors. Um, I mean, social media wasn't a thing when I first started. Um, so that's something I've had to get used to, but, um, yeah. Do you, um, so how does it work when you go to the markets? Do you, how often do you do that in a year's time? So right now, I mean, spring has already been ordered, which is kind of crazy to say. Right? That is crazy. Because <laughs> we're just now really getting into the height of winter on a, you know, like when, when it comes to the weather. But spring, you start ordering that in the fall, really. And spring will actually start arriving. Um, they'll start shipping out stuff in December already. Which, wow, really? For, yeah, it's... For us, it's not really, really realistic just because it stays cold here long and people really aren't thinking. No, it does not stay cold there long. <laughs> Don't tell me about staying cold. <laughs> no. okay, I'm not the right thing to say to me. <laughs> I know. I watch your stories and I'm like, oh my God, there's ice and snow and like, maybe not. No, yes. Last year, the ice did not go out of our lake until May. May. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I understand like your connection to Wisconsin and why you moved there, but I don't know why someone would intentionally move. Somewhere. <laughs> just <laughs> two for no reason. Yeah, I. I, I mean, nothing always, against the place. I've never no, been. No, no, no. And it's really, you know, it, it's it's very pretty. I love fall here. Well, really, I love every um, season here. It, no, I don't love spring because really, there's no spring. It goes straight from. Um, winter to like a two month summer it feels <laughs> like and then a two month fall and then the rest is winter no but the falls are so pretty here there's such beautiful like um leaf leaf changes because there's a lot of maple trees up here so they're really vibrant colors so that's great and then the summers are so perfect like it's just perfect weather because it gets really nice and warm during the day but the in the evenings you can wear a sweatshirt and I love that kind of weather, you know, that you're not sweating your ass off and, you know, at yeah. even at nine o'clock at night, you know? Yeah. I'm a um, summer girl. I, are you? Yes. I'm a summer girl. 
Okay. So tell me if you are, are you, do you like your summer wardrobe better or your winter wardrobe better? Summer. Not that, not that you really, summer. there's just so many choices though for winter. That's my argument. My favorite go-to is a pair of just worn in jeans, tank top sandals. And I can see that on you. Definitely. Yeah, I just, I love, I just hate being cold. I hate it. I, I, I kind of, I, I wouldn't say I become depressed in the, in the winter time, but it's definitely a mental shift of. No, it, it, it does get that way here. Um, I mean, I really do think that's a real thing and I've talked about it before on here, but like we, what's most hard for me because I don't mind winter, honestly, and I don't mind the cold because I absolutely love, love, love my winter wardrobe. I mean, sweaters and a pair of jeans or whatever, that's my favorite, but I, um, and so when it's supposed to be winter in my mind, like the winter months, I don't mind winter at all. But when I get to March and April and sometimes even May and I'm still having snow and cold, <laughs> I, it does. It gets depressing because it also seems like March and April a lot are not very sunny months either. It, they're very gray, it feels like. And it definitely, definitely gets to one's mood. Like that is a real thing. Well, and especially when you were raised in a climate that yes, was a right. little different, you're used to that. Because how so, long have you been up there? So, like five and a half years. It was five years this past July. Yeah, um, that's just something that I think people up north, that's just, they're used to that. But when you're not used to that, I'm sure it does get hard too. It gets, it, it really gets hard. So it's the length of winter more than the extreme coldness, if that makes sense. Um right. So, but is, um, so with buying clothes for stash, is it the same thing? Do you prefer to buy your like summer clothes for the store or? Oh, yeah, that's, that's different. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I think our customers, our busy time is fall, winter. So, I do enjoy the holidays, you know, buying stuff that, you know, where people are really going to get dressed up or just having a good coat. Yeah, I do enjoy winter because um, spring and summer, it's like shorts and a top. But yeah, right. winter, there is a lot you can do with. I mean, there's sweaters, there's blazers, there's layering there's vests there's jeans there's trousers there's boots there's I mean, there's <laughs> so many options I think that's why I like it so much to yeah it um yeah I think right now too that I'm starting to see spring I'm just not ready for it yeah I'm just like no not just not not quite ready for for that in the buying like when referring to buying like so it's hard to when you go buy and go to these mar is it like just a first of all is it just like a huge warehouse or like what is the setup how what is it like how does it appear i'm trying to picture what it looks like so they're huge i mean the one in dallas i think is 16 stories tall holy and cow it's called the world trade center in dallas and it's basically kind of a atrium in the middle and then it's just showrooms surrounding the, I mean, hundreds, probably thousands. Um, I wouldn't compare it to a shopping mall, but that's probably 
on the scale of it, but. So is it divided by designers? Is it divided by like, how do you know where to start or (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you're basically going to shop is what you're doing, right? I mean, you're going to look to see what you want to purchase for your store. So when I say 16 stories, so say, and this is not completely accurate, but like the first three might be home and gift. The next three might be kids. Then the next three might be shoes. And then the next three floors might be, um, because at most markets, they have temporary showrooms that come in that don't have permanent showrooms that are there year round. So that'll be a couple floors. And then, um, then there'll be the permanent showroom. So there's all different levels. So you're not going to every floor and it's all divided up by, um, and then I'm I'm trying to think of an example of, um, like we have like say a style of jean, you want to go to that showroom, that showroom will have not only that denim line but they might have I mean probably 10 other lines that um they represent so you can go into one showroom and you could see 10 different lines that are completely different than um but it's just you know after doing it for this long you kind of know where to go you know your favorites you know um and I just kind of stick to what I know at this point and sometime if I have time I'll I'll do some research, go to others and check them out. So is it hard to, because I would feel like I would be tempted to go there. And, and so like, well, I have like three questions in my head at the same time. (laughs) Okay. One at a time, Natalie, Um, do you, would it be, is it hard to like go and not buy just what you like? I mean, knowing that there are obviously other choices that other people would make and other styles people have is it hard to not just pick what you like and to pick what you know like how do you decide that there has to be so much to choose from I mean do you just get used to knowing what your customers typically like so if I went and picked just for myself the whole store would be black Um, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm always drawn to neutral colors me too so I do have to take you know I like something about every everything I purchase otherwise I just think you know if you can't get behind what you're selling true you can't be proud of it like it's hard to sell true so there is something I like about every piece I wouldn't necessarily wear every piece um and kind of and this might be weird um to say but when I pick out a piece if I can't envision one of my regular customers in it, I probably won't get it. So if I think of someone, when I see that, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's, I I have to envision someone wearing something before I usually order it. And that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming most of your customer base is regulars or what percentage would you say are regulars? so to speak? I would say 80% is regulars, which I mean, I think owning a small business, if you don't have people that are shopping, unless you're in a high traffic, like tourist area. Right. Like, I don't think you're, I mean, we wouldn't survive without our, um, 
local customers, but we also have SEMO here. Mm-hmm. So we have people visiting for SEMO. There's people in town for conventions. There's Illinois right across um, the river. So yeah, I'd say 80, 20. Okay. Yeah. We have a and- good, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just, and I, I say this too much, but we have a great customer. We have just loyal customers and without them, I don't think I'd be here. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that, I, I feel like that makes sense to me knowing, you know, where your story is, knowing how big Cape is, knowing like, you you almost have to be intentionally going downtown you don't just happen upon it typically unless you're just down downtown on broadway i mean on main street for whatever reason i mean yeah. right I, I mean i feel like that's not just like some place you happen to drive by because you're going through cape you know yeah but, i think most people that visit cape that are here just strictly visiting will come downtown before they go anywhere else because there's really i mean we have nightlife we have I don't know if when the last time you were in Cape was, but we it's have... a, it's been a very long. Well, I well actually, I was there. Becky and I. I went saw to... you guys. At yeah, Beck. <laughs> we went I saw Beck. your story. <laughs> I was like, we did, and girls. that's as close to Main Street as I have been in. I mean, it's probably was even a couple years before we moved. I, I just, I mean, unless I went to your store, I would, I would go down there just to go to your store, but I really didn't frequent any other place down there. Um, really. I mean, for the most part. So it's grown. it's grown a lot and there's a lot of just, I mean, like I said, when we opened, we were one of two boutiques in town and now, and I'm not saying they're all around us, but there's multiple, multiple boutiques along the Broadway corridor and main street now, as well as great restaurants. I mean, I'm pretty picky when it comes to food and spec is another really good one that we just got. It is really good. I had, I had been there twice before and there I had had pizza both times before, but when Becky and I went, we both had like a a pasta dish and mine was really good. I know. sure. Yeah. It's, so you um, have you found that you need to ha- do anything different now that there are is more, so to speak, competition um, in other boutiques as far as marketing or anything that you do? So I really find it hard not to compare myself at times, you know, like you see other boutiques and you're like, man, and you know, this is all in my head because <laughs> I understand, you know, but you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and um you know, I've tried going different ways, thinking, oh, you know, and questioning myself. And I've realized I just have to stay true to myself. And um, because once I tried going, you know, maybe down a younger route or an older route, it just doesn't work for me. Sure. Um, so as hard as it is, I just have to, you know, focus on myself and what I'm doing. And um, but, you know, now with social media, it's just everywhere. And I'm just constant. you know, anytime like a boutique pops up on my feed, it's, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And, um, gosh, it, it's been, it's become a hard thing to navigate as, um, cause I'm just not a social media person. <laughs> so you're not on social. Do you do your own social media for stash? 
I do it. And I have to make myself post every day at a certain time. Otherwise it just becomes, um, I post every day at four o'clock. That's what I've, that's just what works for me. What, where I get the most traffic from my post. And, um, it's just not something I'm used to doing. So it's become, and I'm a marketing, um, major. <laughs> well, I was going to ask that if you, what your degree is in. So it's marketing. In marketing, but we okay. had no online social media, right? It was like the four P's that's, you know, it was, it's just changed so drastically. And I feel I could definitely be better in that, in that way. Have you, um, have you ever considered a, like an online store or is that also something you just, is just not appealing to you to venture into? Cause I'm sure that's a whole nother ball game. So uh, I'm not sure, um, if you're familiar with how, so usually when I buy something, you have to buy a minimum, okay. which for us is usually six pieces. So I've tried it before, um, not necessarily a website, but just preparing for a website. Um, and when you get six pieces in, they don't last that long. So by the time you take a picture and then, you know, they're gone. Yeah. You know, and I just, I'm trying to find that balance of how to, to sell online as well as keep stock in store. Cause I've hired models, I've hired photographers. And by the time I go through the pictures, sometimes it's already gone. And so I'm just, you know, I know people do it every day. They have websites. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not an expert when it comes to the social media website. And I love the, the one-on-one interaction with customers Sure. Like that's where I thrive. That's what I like. I like to um, be in store, but I know that it, that I have got to figure something out in the way of a website. But it sounds so depressing. Well, <laughs> I'm just not like, I that just, is... you're, you have the coolest job ever. Like that is my, would be my dream thing to do. I mean, my dream job was not to work with wood. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wait, wait a second. I mean, that was in your... really bad, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this straight. <laughs> but, and I should say that because I worked with my family's business for my entire life and now I work with my husband. So that's all great. But, you know, I mean, I just love clothes and I love putting outfits together and I just, I just love that. So that would be, I mean, that would be a passion project if I ever got to do that. But I, you know. I'm old, I'm old now. I doubt if it will ever happen, but I think it's, I think it's great that you just did that. And I think it's whatever you're comfortable with, you know, you've obviously done well and you've been open for 11 years. So what you're doing is obviously working. Yeah. So I love, I love my job and it was my dream job, you know, growing up. Um, it's. Wait, how did you come up with the name? So many people ask us and there's no exciting story behind it whatsoever. <laughs> just make something up. No, Because <laughs> a lot of people either think we're a weed store or a men's store. <laughs> Wait, what was the second one? A weed store or what? 
a men's store like mustache oh, oh okay okay yeah um <laughs> you could it's legal in missouri right you could start that in the corner or something <laughs> side business yeah uh, yeah most people when they just think of it i mean i really don't get that anymore after yeah. being 11 years but um i think there is a weed store called stash now <laughs> Not in Cape, but I think... I was going to say, can you sue them? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was... It's the most anticlimactic story ever. So when my mom and I decided to open, obviously that's one of the first things you need to come up with is a name so we can register it. And we would just literally be walking anywhere. And like we'd see a word or we'd think of a word and we'd call it out. And um, one night we were at my parents' house and I mean, I remember where I was. I remember where my mom was and she was flipping through a magazine and she just started like calling out different words and she called that out. And it was the first word that we, I actually kind of stopped and was like, oh, like that can make sense. And, you know, like a woman's stash of clothing or sure. it just sounds kind of cool. But yeah, it was like, okay, I guess that's it. And oh, cool. That's kind of a neat story. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't know about that. I feel but... like it would be hard. I feel like that would be one of the hardest parts of starting businesses coming up with something creative. So I worked at a store in St. Louis that was called Tantrum. And I cringed every time I had to tell a vendor what my store name was. Because I <laughs> felt like it was like either like a a kid's store like throwing a temper tantrum or right. like a goth store I just didn't feel like it fit the vibe that we had yeah that we were selling but yeah I mean I like the name it's kind of easy to remember sure it's um yeah but yeah that's there there's no fun like meaning behind it it was just <laughs> A word in a magazine. Like, <laughs> Wait, do you remember what magazine it was? No, I don't. Um, Knowing my parents, it was a like country living or something. <laughs> White Tales Unlimited. It was one. Stash of Antlers or something is what it was. <laughs> it was one of those two because that's probably the two magazines. Well, our people. My mom likes People magazine. <laughs> I love People magazine. <laughs> Uh, so, so when you go to market, you just like go, you pick out whatever you want to buy. And then you just basically say, okay, one of these, six of these, six of these, six of these. And that's what, then they place the order and they ship it to you. That's, is that the it's very simplest terms? Yeah. I mean, some vendors have, um, you know, like you have to buy a certain amount, whether it be price, usually it's style. Like they want you, um, this is going to be hard to explain, but say for the fall winter season. So that would start probably July through November. So July would be your first fall up until November, which would be holiday and December. So there's different shipments throughout that time period. So usually for every shipment period, it's usually a minimum of like three styles. I would I say. Okay. So they're, yeah, they do have, I mean, you can't just go in one place and buy one thing. They want you to, you know, represent their brand. They want you to, they, they, they want to have a presence in your store. That makes sense. Yeah. 
well, um, I guess we should move on. <laughs> this is so, I get so wrapped up in these and these that I it's good, I think, because I I just feel like I'm talking, like I said, see, I told you you didn't have anything to be nervous about. It's just <laughs> like we're talking on the phone about what randomly our wine and your dad working at East Perry. And... <laughs> I know. It's just, you know, it's some like when you've done something for so long, you know, people still kind of look at it like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And for me, it's just something I do. And so I don't always understand the the fascination sometimes behind it because people think it is just clothes and shopping and there's so much behind it that um you know the worrisome part (laughs) you know being a self-employed single mom is it's not always the easiest so but it supported me for you know through Adric's childhood and I just couldn't be more grateful for for everybody that has supported me and it's been fun. I love my job. It's just getting to a point where, you know, what's next? You know, there's always, I think dreams that you have that. Do you have any like things in mind? And maybe you don't want to share them here, even if you do, but I, have you- I do, but people look at me like I'm crazy when I say it, especially my mom. Um, I've always wanted to be a flight attendant. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, that is kind of cool. Yeah. What like what does there what do you have to do to be a flight? Is there like a schooling? Well, it's not easy to even I mean there's a whole process. Um I think I would love to work for Delta. I like I said I love customer service and I feel like Delta best represents that customer service. Like every time I've flown Delta, it's I feel more than just you know, being herded onto a plane and there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole process. And I think, like, I think it's like a 2%. It's a very low rate of actually being hired once you apply. Really? Yeah. It's, you know, you, you apply and then there's like different, um, I think you do an online assessment and then another maybe online interview and then, you have to go to their hub and it's not, it's definitely not easy. And I was told I'm a middle-aged white woman, so it might not. <laughs> so you're going to be bottom of the list. <laughs> so does your mom not in favor of that? Cause you'll be gone all the time or just because she doesn't get it. So like you said, my dad worked for the same company for 50 years. Mm-hmm. My mom worked for the same company for probably 30 and they like, being stable you know to them probably a flight attendant is something that I mean it's a great career it's something that I think I would thoroughly enjoy um it's just the unknown of what that would look like I think that that might freak them out a little bit and I think I think I just think the traveling part in and itself I mean I have no idea I mean maybe I say that but maybe flight attendants, that's a, like a myth that just because you're traveling from city to city, you don't actually get to see the cities. I have no idea how that part works, but. Well, I think like uh, the airline industry, I think is based a lot on seniority. So starting out, I'd probably be flying to Wichita. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you but... know you're not going to Paris right away. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> um, and it's now that I've kind of become interested in it and have started following people on social media and watching videos. Did you know that flight attendants, they don't get, they don't start getting paid until the door on the plane shuts. Really? So, yeah. So like boarding, waiting in the airport, they don't get paid for, I think they get like, um, Oh, what's that called? Not a stipend, but you know, they get like a small pay for that amount of time, but they only really get paid their wage from door shut to landing. So do they get paid? So does that mean it's per hour? Is it per flight? Is it obviously it's not per flight if it's not till they close the door? Yeah, it's like an hourly wage. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I have heard that, that, that flight attendants aren't like the highest paid, isn't highest paid job in the world, at least not starting out. But I had no idea how the pay structure was or anything like that. Yeah, I, my friend, she used to work for Delta and I've told her my interest and she sends me stuff every once in a while. And I think starting salary for Delta was around 31 an hour, but after 12 years, it was like 70. Holy crap. Wow. It was crazy. And Uh um, so I don't know, that's just something that's on the radar, but right now I'm focused on the store and, um, but I'm 43 now. Like I have to start thinking about the future and. Sometimes I think it would be nice just to go to work and go to work and not take that home with you. Like the pressures of, you know, the financial pressures and, you know, if you have a slow day going home and being like, God, I suck. No one likes me. And, (laughs) you know, it's just the mental part of it. I also would think that you running your store pretty much by yourself Um, I know, I mean, I know you've had your mom's help throughout those years, but I mean, you know, a lot of people have employees and they, I think have probably extra help. I think you doing it all pretty much by yourself is like a whole other level because, um, and I totally admire that because you have the, it, it is a fascination of mine, as you said, because I just think it seems like such a sort of a dream job and a lot of fun, but you know, um, working for both my family's business and now my husband's business. I mean, they're both, you know, scenarios where I, you know, see what it takes to run a business. And no matter if you're small or big, you have, you know, a lot of headaches that go along with that. And a lot of things that you 100% are responsible for. And I mean, I can see where it's a lot of pressure and can be stressful at times, So I get it that it's like, but, but I think with anything there is, it's, there's like pros and cons, you know, I I mean, there, honestly, every job has pros and cons. So if you just have a nine to five job where you have no investment in it at all, you probably also don't love your job. Like you love your job. You know what I mean? So, I mean, at least that's an, that's what I would, would think for the most part. So, um, but I just think it's great. And it has given me the flexibility to, like I told you, we were traveling this weekend and um, I didn't have anyone to run the store on Friday. And um, I was like, we're not saving lives here. If we have to close, (laughs) we have to close or no one is going to suffer. You know, we might disappoint a couple people, but it's not life or death. 
Right. And, um, you know, when Adric was in school and if I had to go somewhere, if I had to close up for an hour so I could go see his Christmas performance, you know, I could do that. And those things, I mean, not that I'll have kids, you know, my son's raised, but, um, yeah, it, just having that flexibility of being able to make your own choices, you know, and maybe I'm taking that for granted, you know, when I think like, oh, I just want to go to work and I want to go home. Um, but having this job while raising a child as a single parent, you know, there was nothing better because I, I could just leave if I needed. Sure. Yeah. Well, good for you. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Stash. So if anybody wants to go look her on face, I'm sure you're on Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. So that's your Instagram <laughs> handle is those stash stash it, right? Stash underscore it. Is that right? Yeah. Cause at first I left out the underscore and it looked like stay shit. And <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have ever thought of that, but that's so true. Oh, that's a good thing you changed that then. <laughs> so yeah, I learned the power of an underscore. <laughs> um, okay, well, how about we move on to Bachelor? But okay. I think what I'm going to do, because also one thing I failed to mention to you earlier is that this, where I'm recording on, I don't know why this is, but after an hour, it just stops recording okay it makes you only go so i'm going to since we're, we're at 54 minutes so i'm going to just stop now and then send you a new link and we'll connect just like we did before but okay that way good. we don't have to stop in like six minutes again okay sounds okay. good all right okay bye, bye. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Did you get more wine? Um, we're down to about an inch. <laughs> I love that. That's how I measure mine too. It's approximately two inches. You know, one time I drank, um, like I told, I told Tim, like I drank a bottle. He goes, did you drink a whole bottle of wine? Like, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, but that's not that much. I'm like, it's only about three really big glasses yeah <laughs> right? we're fine I mean, ignore us exactly i i feel like when people i really do i feel like when you say you drink a bottle of, okay i know it's not i mean I, I get it that's you know it's maybe a kind of a lot but a bottle of wine it's it's not like <laughs> i drank two 12 packs of beer you know what i mean i don't know no, it's the perfect amount <laughs> i agree um okay so the bachelor okay. um first First, how, how long, I'm going to ask you a bunch of bachelor questions because I don't really know your history or your thoughts about it at all. What, how long have you watched? So I watched the first season. You did. Okay. I did. And I really don't have any recollection. I, I can envision the two people, um, 
but I don't really, I mean, I am definitely not into it like you are. Okay. Like names and stuff. I might be a little, I don't know, but um, pick it back up again then. What's that? When did you pick it back up? Like if you watched the first season and then you didn't really weren't hardcore after that, when, when did you start watching again? So when do you think season one was? Do you think that I was probably, it was in 20, no, let's see. It was in 2002, I believe. Really? Okay. So I was, cause it was 20 years. I'm pretty sure it was last year that it was like 20 years of the bachelor. So I was, yeah. So I probably watched, I would say the first five seasons pretty loyally. Okay. And then I think there was, and this is going to be really bad to say, considering you're a bachelor podcast. <laughs> um, but I did not watch the Chad Lowe season. Like I'm familiar you mean with Sean it. Lowe? Or Sean, Sean Lowe. Lowe, Sean Lowe, Sean Lowe. Um, that was the one. That was a good one too. Like and yeah, I feel like that was like a defining season. But well, and he was the. I mean, he's the only successful. Well, I guess Zach. I know. Zach is now, but he was the only one that married his. Um, Rose. I was. I was looking today. I was doing a little homework. And good for you. I mean, I tried, um, <laughs> but I do remember the Juan Pablo, which was the next season. Okay. And I've watched it every season since. Okay. And did you watch Trista's season, the first season of The Bachelorette? Yes. Cause did you know she's from St. Louis or she has a tie to St. Louis? I did know that. I, so I, I did know that. Yeah. And she was the first Bachelorette, right? Right. So I love The Bachelorette. I prefer The Bachelorette. Okay, that was going to be one of my questions as well. So you prefer, and why do you prefer Bachelorette over Bachelor? Did you say? Because, well, let me just, I'll kind of follow up as to what my thoughts are on that. So I get what you mean because I, just in general, I like to watch the females better. I think they make better TV. Um, So watching a female lead is more fun for me because I like looking. I like even the stuff like here talking about clothes again. I like watching what her style is going to be, how she dresses, how they dress them, all that. I like just how a woman communicates better for the most part than a man and all of that. So I think just in general, I enjoy watching females, but I think that's also why I like maybe the bachelor better because there are more females on it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think just like being able to relate, you know, like as a woman to a woman, like, you know, I can't imagine myself on the other side being one of 30. I can't, you know, so like being that one person, that one woman that is special and wanted, I don't know. I just have always related more towards that side of it then I just I could never be on the bachelor not that I mean I would I'm in the golden era I'm closer to the golden era than the other so I just couldn't imagine putting myself out there like that 
Well, but don't you think if you're a listener to the podcast, which thank you for that, first of all, I I very much appreciate every person that listens. Um, But just like you said that you appreciate, you know, everyone that comes to your shop. I appreciate everyone that listens very, very much. Um, Well, I love it. I really do. Because none of my friends watch it. And so I feel when I listen to you every week, it's like me and my girl, like what I would talk to my girlfriend about who I have. Thank you for that. Because I don't, I don't either. I don't have that many friends at all that, that watch it. So I, that's why I really, I have the podcast so I can just (laughs) talk to the air about whatever. You'll always have me. Okay, good. That is so good to know. Um, but what, where was I going with that? What were you just saying? (laughs) Oh my God. The wine doesn't help either. Um, I know what I was going to ask you. I don't know if this is where I was going with that, but which bachelorette. So again, going in the same line of fashion, which bachelorette style did you, have you liked the best over time? Oh gosh. I don't know that I've ever asked anybody that question, but I have some opinion on it, but I want to hear yours. So I do love Caitlin's style, but I've always been drawn I don't know if you remember her, Emily Maynard. Yes. Like she was probably my favorite through it all. And I don't know if that's, you know, fashion sense, but that when I think of the bachelorette, I think of her, she was, I don't know. I just thought she was beautiful. I thought she was kind. I just loved the way that she approached her final date, you know, where she went out. Oh God, I can't remember whoever she chose. Like she chose not, only to spend her fantasy suite with him. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was like true. I was like, yeah, like classy. Yeah. It was like, she was following what she wanted to do and what she thought was right for, you know, being a single mom, what was right for her and her daughter. Um, but I, I, I don't know about style. Uh, I, I feel mine... like I need to have them in front of me. Okay, so maybe this will, like, because let me just name some of them, and maybe you can, um, my, I, for whatever reason, Ashley Haber, Haber, I don't know how you say her last name, she she married um, J.P. Rosenbaum, Mm -hmm. okay, I really remember, at least back then, when she was a bachelorette, loving her style a lot. Like, I couldn't wait for the next scene to see what she'd be wearing. I also really like JoJo's style a lot. Oh, yeah. JoJo's good. JoJo's good. Yeah. She was good. And then, now, I don't remember, but I feel like Andy Dorfman, maybe, was another one that had pretty good style. Um, But then, you know, you had... um, you like charity though, and I did not like charity style. Really? No, I did not like. I did not like her season at all, and I know that's so bad. I like charity as a person. I just thought her season. Maybe well, we didn't have enough and, drama. And I think that I wouldn't necessarily choose the outfit like for myself, but I thought she picked things that looked so good on her, and also. I think that I was coming from a place where I personally didn't like the girls' style. Like I hated Rachel's style. Oh, so um, bad. With it wasn't it? I yeah. hated Katie Thurston's style. I didn't like Claire's style very much. Tasha, I liked. I, I like her. I love Tasha, and I. Yeah. Follow, I know you follow a lot of them on Instagram, and I 
don't, but mm-hmm. I do follow Taisha and I do appreciate her style. I do yeah, too. I forgot good. about her. She was in yeah. there. Um, Gabby, Wendy, I don't, I mean, she was just, it was okay. Like their seasons, I, they're, just the prior seasons to charities were not good. All the COVID seasons. I feel sorry. I feel like Taisha deserved her own season during a regular time a non-COVID she time. Screwed. She got, she got so majorly screwed. screwed. Totally. Yeah. And I wish she could redo a, her own season again, because I think she would have made a really, really good bachelorette in quote unquote normal times. So I thought, yeah, I thought she got screwed. Yeah. But, that um, was just, I, I think they were grasping at straws there. Cause it just, it just seemed to kind of dumb down the series. Like when oh. you have like fake taxis and fake, I'm just like, this is, <laughs> No, no one at any age. I still think of those. God, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is a fifth grade play on it stage. Is. What are we doing? It I mean, was... why do you even have to do that at all? Oh my God. It was just, I don't even like to think about it. It makes just me cringe so bad. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, but so how do you, what is your just opinion on how, it has evolved like, you know, with the whole, um, you know, cause social media. So obviously we started out with no social media. Then we entered the era era where social media was huge. Well, it, it kind of started, I guess, um, around Caitlin season and then it ramped up. And I would say that during like Colton and Hannah Brown's season, pilot Pete's, those I would say were like, the peak of where social media um, really shot them like to the top as far as Instagram followers and things. And it has just plummeted since then, as far as that. Do you think that's because people are, it's probably lots of reasons, but do you think it's because people are sick of the bachelor? Do you think it's just because there's so many other things to watch, including dating shows? Do you think it's because the bachelor pool of people is getting so big now because there's been so many seasons that they can't monetize as well off of it. Cause there's just too many of them. Like what do you think is happening to the franchise? So I really wasn't aware of all the surrounding social media things. And still I, until I started listening to your podcast and then it's really started making me think like, Oh, this is not really even about, I mean, it is about love, but I I would say love is secondary. (laughs) Really? I would. I mean, when you look at the statistics of how many people have stayed together and um, yeah, I would say, to me, it was like Jojo. I feel like she was the first, maybe, like, to me, like, on Instagram. Like, that was, like, probably the first person I followed from the franchise. And ever since then, it it's hard to not feel that there's an underlying reason behind most people being on the show. Right. And I, I think there are some people there for love and this thought of falling in love on a TV show. But I just, I, I, I'm not impressed with what it's become, but I still enjoy it. 
No, I totally do. You know, and as much as I rag on the franchise, obviously I'm obsessed with it. So, <laughs> and I watch it and all, all the things, but I, um, I think the part about finding love with it, I think what has made it become more obvious, not just a social media thing is that because, and I've said this before on the podcast, if you just look at your odds you know, it's just say there's 30 women. I know that's varies, but say there's 30 people, contestants, you have one in 30 chance to get the ring. So, I mean, you know, going in, you only have a one in 30 chance. And so that in and itself, and, and, you know, nowhere in the real world, are you, is it ever going to be acceptable to date 30 people at one time? Like all the <laughs> things, like consider that it's reality TV. It's really not reality. But now that a lot of other dating shows have come out um you know like love is blind or the ultimatum or i don't I know i love them all i, love I do them too all. i do too but <laughs> on the all the other ones there's a much higher chance i think of finding someone because there's multiple men and there's multiple women kind of like bachelor in paradise i mean you have right. people to choose from Whereas on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I mean, there's literally one lead. So he's going to only pick one person. And we, we know, historically speaking, that the chances are they're not going to end up together after a year. So anymore, I think just the track record of the show is indication that to go on the show. I, what I think is that people that go on the show, and I think that Nick Vile, do you like him? Or is no. that something that you, you don't no. like him? I think he... He uses the word empathetic way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to this So I did. And then I felt, then I just felt, I don't know. I just, I don't know if he had it's an agenda or if he has gotten so big that it kind of took out the fun of it. Um, I, I stopped listening to him. I, I don't, I I have a love hate relationship with him. Like I can't help. I listen to his, probably I listen to his podcast and game of roses the most, but have you ever listened to, have you started listening to game of roses as much as I talk about it? I did when you started referencing them. And, um, I like yours because you kind of go like, you know, you go through the show there. They're using like catchphrases and weird stuff. I'm like, (laughs) no, I don't understand (laughs) what you're saying. Like, I just like listen. And I, I mean, I'm not sucking up to you, but I just really like listening to you. God, I feel so cool right now. I have ticked over Game of Roses. This is a historic moment for me. They, wow. they, yeah, they just have their own little. No, yeah. they do. You have to definitely be a big, like what they call in the pit to know what they're talking about. But, but I would say those are my two top that I listen to. And, and Nick Biles, I just, I have a love hate relationship with him personally, I think, because he is really has an ego, but Mm -hmm. if I listen to him fairly, he also has a lot of things that make, even if I don't agree with him, I, I feel like they make sense and I understand what he's saying. So it's a very strange like thing I have with him. Like I can see where he is polarizing, where you can love or hate him, you know? Um, But he is one that has always said that when he went on the show, it literally was, and he went on, I mean, I would say his was, because he was on what, three times. So he was on 
Andy Dorfman's season, and then he was on Caitlin's season, then he was on Bachelor in Paradise, and then he was The Bachelor. So I would say by the time he was The Bachelor was probably like social media had started and it was like amping up. But he admits that when he first went on, that he simply went on for the experience. Like if he found love and he actually did fall in love with the lead, awesome, like great. But if not, what a cool experience. You get to travel, you get to make friends. If you're social media, you know, you can. But don't you think most people that's their kind of going into things that's kind of where they are like yes that's a lot of, I, yeah I'm sorry go ahead no no I was just gonna say that's that's really what I that's what I mean I think what he said when he said that I think that that is a very logical thing and if every person that went on the bachelor bachelorette said that it would make total sense to me like <laughs> and I would not think any less of them I would be like yeah makes sense because a lot of people on there say I didn't expect this you know, they say, I didn't expect to feel this way or they, they didn't expect to, yeah. like, I, I think they go into it with, hey, it's an experience. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you know, it was an experience. Right. And I think some are actually, like, they think I might fall in love, but I, I think maybe they don't necessarily expect to, I guess. I mean, well, because when you I, look at the whole thing, like, yes, it doesn't make sense. Like there's 30 people dating the same person and you're supposed to fall in love. And how, how long do you think it it takes to, I was going to ask you that, like, if you thought like how much time, say the winner spends Mm -hmm. with the bachelor bachelor, how much time do you think they actually spend together? So I have, because I am a, you know, obsessed with it (laughs) and listen to all the podcasts and have heard, heard this sort of statistic they they say that like say the winner probably spends anywhere like from 24 to 48 hours with <laughs> seriously yeah, yeah. isn't like, that how ridiculous can, how can it's just I know. Not, i mean yeah no <laughs> like and, the odds of yeah and no. it cracks me up because like Whatever. It, it, there, I mean, we could just really talk about this forever, but I just think that it's so funny that you can even say by the end, like, you know, like the whole progression of, you know, I think <laughs> I, I know can fall in love with it. <laughs> no, exactly like, oh, it makes me crazy. <laughs> but right? Am I right when I talk about that? Like, yes. do people do that? People don't do that, do they? I mean, I think people say, and I've said it in the past, like, I'm definitely, like, falling for you. Like, you know, like, I'm feeling it. I'm falling for you. But once I love you, I love you. I'm not falling in love. Like, right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, very weird. It's especially, not words that you say. Like, like I, like, I think of even Teresa said it to um, Gary. She was like, I know that I told you that I was falling in love. But, uh, with you, but now I'm in love with you. <laughs> okay. okay, Teresa, like what? It just yeah. makes me so insanely crazy. But I just think that's part of the show, and I have to just make myself accept that that's what they do. But it's like so... all of those things, it is cringy. Yeah, it's it's. I think now it's just become like oh, they feel like they have to say it. Like, and I don't know if they make them say it, but yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. I don't so tell I... me, t- 
tell me your thoughts of um, then Golden Bachelor. Like, how did you, what were your feelings on it? Since you're, you know, you're, so you're 43, you said? Yes. So, so, you know, I talked about I'm 52 and I, you know, felt like it was so refreshing for me. And I know I'm not the ages of those women, but it just felt so different to actually see these women like bond and have fun together and no drama and just like, what, what is, was your perspective? Did you like it? Did you not like it? So I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I thought it was refreshing to see somebody because Gary was really a sweetheart, you know, like the way he just the tone in which he talked to the women, the positivity that he talked to the women. I just felt like, okay, this guy really wants to find love. But what about, I, I don't know if you've ever mentioned this. Why would they post that glamour shot picture of Tony as the first picture? <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible picture of her. And I was like, oh, God, that you just saying that I never occurred to me that I had to really think for like one full second when you said that I was like glamour shot. And then it occurred (laughs) that was a glamour shot. (laughs) So that definitely made me chuckle. The first thing I was like, can we not give Tony the respect she deserves by giving her a good picture? (laughs) Do glamour shots still exist? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, thank God. Oh my God, that's <laughs> funny. That is so true. Could they not have picked? Do you think that they were like, okay, guys, like, like, like Gary just, okay, let's pick the best picture of mom. <laughs> and here it is. God, I can't believe that that's true. <laughs> I was just like so upset for Tony. I'm like, she deserves more. Like, she does not want that picture for her. Picture ever showed of her. Yeah. Well, anyway, I had to get yeah. that out because okay. you for sharing that because I, I that went right over my head. The it was a glamour shot of Tony. Poor Tony. No, I thought he was very endearing. I thought he, you know, there was no pressure to be a certain way because he was the first, you know, and he just approached it in a very respectful way i i enjoyed the season by the end of it um i might have other feelings i don't know if you've heard what all has come out about him yes i'm so like okay there again i'm gonna i'm gonna say it again nick nick and his crew had a whole discussion about this too and and i think that's one of the things i like about nick's show too is that he's got like three or four other people always there so even if he says one thing someone else might say you know, something that, that just plays devil's advocate to him or whatever, but you know, someone, well, actually I think it was Miranda that was on my, my, when we, when we recap the finale, I, you know, it's possible that he was just, everyone deals with grief in a different way. You know what I mean? Right. But like, I hate to judge him too hard on it because I mean, it doesn't sound great. And 
I, so two things, I guess. One is just that he started dating this woman, like only like three months after Tony died. Right. Isn't that what it was supposed to be? It was supposed. Yeah. I think that's what the gossip column said. So, so just take that. Like, I know that doesn't sound great, but I mean, everyone's different. Everyone handles grief in a different way. Every, I mean, I I just hate to judge that, you know, I I don't know. I've never lost a spouse. So I don't know like, like how quick one recovers from that. And I think it's a very personal thing. So I guess I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt in that way. Then the other thing that I heard, I guess, is that she said he didn't talk to her very nice. And I think she specifically used the the example of that they were going to be going out to some event and that he said um you're not you're not wearing that are you or or something to that effect and everyone is taking it that he was like body shaming mm-hmm. but maybe he was like he didn't say oh my god you look fat in that the her quote was that he said you're not wearing that are you maybe she was wearing like i don't know a bathrobe or <laughs> you know what i mean maybe she got right. something really strange on and she's just Indeed. trying to get her 15 minutes of fame and he like it i don't know it's just hard whenever you have these people that are trying to come after the lead no it's, it's like i understand that. i don't know yeah it just put it's put a cloud over the season i think which is unfortunate because i think it was a positive experience for like most of what do you call them? Contestants? I call them players, but yeah, players. I guess okay. contestants is what most people call them. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I wish that, I mean, I wish it would have never come out, but I guess I'm still glad it didn't come out till after it was technically over rather mm-hmm. than in the middle of the season. That would have really even more put a damper on it. I think. Yeah. I saw him on, um, I, call, I still call it live with Regis and Kelly, but I think Regis is dead. <laughs> I know what you mean. I totally know what you're talking about. What is but it? he was is now? Kelly, it's, it's Kelly and her husband. Okay. Um, but he just had the same, just, you know, just a great respect for the people and um, just seems like a sincere person. And I think him and Teresa are perfect for each other. I Is think that who you were hoping would win. No, um, I was a Leslie girl. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I could was relate it? more to to Leslie than I could to Teresa. But I feel like he picked the right person for him. Was was the breakup with Teresa? I'm sorry, oh, Leslie, not heart wrenching. And that also makes me wonder because she was so genuinely upset what he maybe said to her behind closed doors because I really felt like she thought he was picking him but I mean that's their job I guess to you know for the show to to make it seem like he's torn yeah but I really feel like she was very hurt by by what he must have told her i can't think of exactly where i heard this if if she was on a podcast or if it was in some article i can't remember but she was apparently spilling a little bit of tea about what he did say in the fantasy suites and how he was basically saying 
I mean, he was basically accepting. I mean, I don't know if he was like saying, you know, I am picking you tomorrow, so be ready. But I mean, he was apparently using words that was a complete indication to her that the date with Teresa was just a formality and that, you know, he had all intentions of picking her. I I can't remember exactly what words she said he used, but I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought in that moment that they had such a good time and that he really thought it was her, but maybe truly after he did spend the time with Teresa, he, it truly changed his mind. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just wish he would have picked Sandra. (laughs) Oh my God. Me too. Or Susan. I love Susan. I I know you did. She's a great person. She, I'm telling you, I hope to gosh, I'm like that in my, even at this age, just Me. supportive of other women. And yeah. So did you miss the drama? Because that was another thing that like, I thought maybe I always talk about how, Oh, all the drama, blah, 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 blah. But, but and I thought, well, maybe I'll miss the drama if it's not there, but I didn't miss it. No, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, it's basically like our moms. Could you imagine our moms like just talking <laughs> shit about? I'm oh, sorry. Can I curse? Yeah, you can say shit. It's fine. <laughs> you know, could you imagine them just sitting there just talking? Like, I don't know. I think it would take away from that, you know, the golden bachelor. You know, it's, I, I'm glad there wasn't that. I mean, there was a little drama with yeah. um, Kat, Kat, Kathy, 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 and Teresa. Yeah. But that was so minor that it was almost like forced drama. And I think, I mean, I think having watched that, I wish it doesn't look like it because I've seen Joey's trailer, but I wish that, I wish they would show us more of the women like having fun and doing stupid stuff. And like that stupid, like whenever the girl, whenever those women played, um, never have I ever, you know, know. like that would, like, why can't they do that with other, instead of like creating drama, create all these fun, like, so that we can get invested in them. I I just feel like that gets us more invested in the people on the show. And I feel like that's what they, that's what they need us to do is be invested in the people so that then when they put them on like bachelor in paradise, we're like, Oh yeah, I remember her. They were the ones that whatever. And that we are not watching them come down the stairs on bachelor in paradise going, who, who is this? I know. But could you imagine if that was your mom on there playing? No. Never have I, ever? <laughs> I would have the reaction that Jesse had every time I would look away and squint my eyes and say, no, <laughs> No, but I know what you mean. But I think those women that are on the regular Bachelor, they do come out as friends. But they do omit that part. Yeah. Because you see them on Instagram and you see them closer than they ever will be with the uh, lead. Totally. So, yeah, I think there is that aspect. They just, you know, that's not what in their mind brings the ratings. Yeah, I guess, but their ratings have gone downhill so much that you would think they would try the other way, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe, after maybe. They, maybe they will. Maybe they will. We'll see with Joy's season. Okay, so you also told me that you, like, as much as I criticize Bachelor in Paradise this season, that you're, you like, that. that's a favorite of yours, Bachelor in Paradise. Is that right? I do enjoy it, and I find a hard time admitting that. 
<laughs> like when I was telling people, you know, that I was like, oh, I'm doing a podcast and um, my friends just don't get the bachelor bachelorette. Like they just, they're just like, oh, and then it's like, they really have nothing else to say about it. But I'm like, well, you suck too. But <laughs> I enjoy it. That's my thing. I, I really always did like bachelor in paradise and i always said that i liked it better because there was just more um fun and funny stuff and that there was like more couples to follow and all that but it just feels like in the past few seasons they've i don't know i don't really i can't put my finger on what's different but it just is not is interesting to me and i know this season it wasn't for oh for yeah I, I don't i didn't know half the people that's At the thing with this people. season. I think, I mean, you had big people like Rachel. I mean, to have Rachel on there was, right. I think, pretty big. But like a lot of the other people, I was like, okay, where are they from? And I, you know, when you don't have that emotional attachment or something to relate them to, it's, it's kind of hard to get into their storylines when, when you can't recall much about them. So, yeah, this season was tough, but I did. I do still enjoy watching it. So what did you think of the finale? Like, was it, I mean, it, okay. It definitely didn't need to be three hours. <laughs> right. Right. That, <laughs> there was, you knew half of them weren't going anywhere. Right. Um, did you hear the news that came out today? Yes. About... So, there's, so there's one couple left only. No, they broke up. Wait, even in, I mean, uh, not Eliza and Aaron. Oh, well, I mean, the. So, Avon and Kylie are broken up, and so are Kat and John Henry. Yes, that's, that was the news that I saw today. Okay. So, yes, I've heard both of them are broke up. So, the only one left is Eliza and Aaron. Okay. And... But, I mean, they made it seem like they were kind of experiencing some trials of their own. Right. But yeah, I, I did not check their Instagram. I just, right before um, you had sent me the link, I was on Instagram. I was like, oh, and that's when they said John Henry and Kat broke yeah. up. Yeah, that just, that, yeah, I saw that on my feed too, just not that long ago. So on, and on one of the posts in the, in the um, caption, it said something like, um, we actually, it said, we still have not received an update from Eliza and Aaron B like they've not posted anything on their social media about the two of them. So that's not, that doesn't seem very good either because you would think now it's been how many days it's been five days since the finale or what is today, Monday, four days, whatever. You would think that if they were still together, that they would have had some like, oh, we're in love still. And, you know, and they haven't. So it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the week, we don't hear that Eliza and Aaron B are not together either. And that was the one relationship I was rooting for. I mean, me too. Me too of of the three. I feel like Aaron was ready. Eliza's just probably one of the most beautiful people that was on this season and they just she really is. she's gorgeous and she's her body beautiful. i know it i know <laughs> like, damn you it's ridiculous <laughs> her skin is like flawless too yeah i just i don't know that that was my uh hope um oh, what's her name kaylee Kay- kaylee kylie, uh, kylie uh, yes 
on the finale. She drove me crazy. I I couldn't I couldn't with her. I just couldn't. I I I didn't really like her the entire time. I just felt like she was acting the whole time. I never felt like we were getting a a real a real person. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I mean, I did. Like, I was just like that. That was one of the relationships where it was just there. You knew it was solid. They just kind of forget about it. They like kind of push it to the wayside. And then all of a sudden at the very end, it's like, oh, no, it's a shit show, too. Like, <laughs> well, didn't you feel like whenever he convinced her that they should just leave together? I-, I felt like she was not convinced at all. I mean, I feel like she was like, OK, fine. I mean, she didn't have a smile on her face. She wasn't excited to be leaving. It felt like she was like he was, you know, had to force her into the limo because that's was her only option. And unless they just broke up, I don't, it just, I didn't, I didn't like how that ended. No, it felt no. very icky. I don't know. And well, what and about, what about her chasing Blake? Oh my gosh. Wasn't like, that weird? I know. I was like, where did this come from? Like, like, I didn't know that they were so, I mean, she did follow him out to the car after him and Jess broke up, which I was like, and even they said, where is she going? Right. And I'm like, what is that? I don't know. But, if, it, but was... if they were, if they were just like really good friends and they were going to include that whole thing in the edit, then I feel like they should have shown us where they were like, I mean, it, it seems like maybe she thought of him. Maybe it was like a big brother or something, but then I wish they would have showed us that during the season. So we could have had some kind of connection because I feel like all of America that watched like all five of us um, <laughs> was like, <laughs> was like, what is happening? You know, it made no sense to anybody. It seemed completely out of the blue. Yeah. It, it just felt like the editing also this season was very sporadic and not, I don't know. I, I just was. Yeah. Just, I was, I, even though I did, do like it I feel like this season was a little bit of a letdown and just um yeah it just wasn't kind of that free spirit like yeah I don't know it, it wasn't a great season but I I still enjoyed it a little bit I think that they did Rachel what do you think about the whole bachelor like I did not like and and you probably heard me say that I did not like, first of all, how they treated Rachel being a bachelorette. I just thought they did her dirty. I also think it was so dumb. I like to see the other bachelorettes brought onto the show, but I wish they would have been brought on to put a positive impact onto the show and not bring like negative drama into everybody. I just didn't like that. Why do they have to do that? No, and then like kind of like question, oh, are they here for the show? Are they Why? here just like what's their purpose? And it's yeah, it was kind of unnecessary drama and the whole box where you leave notes or something is oh, just wow. you know they're just trying to stir stir the pot. And it's like right. if you were really cared about these people and their I mean, even like their mental health. Right. Like, why would you do that to them? Right. And it's just um, become kind of a joke. It Which, is. Yeah. I did not like that aspect of it. Cause you really are just trying to 
make TV. It's it's no if longer. You, if you want us to really, as hard as they try to push the narrative that this is all people trying to find love, then help them find love. Don't make it harder for them to find love. Don't right. keep splitting them up. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know that they don't, if they think the drama part is so pivotal in the seasons that we have to have that, that they have to feel like find ways to create it. But you would think that when they see low ratings and they see just memes and like feedback, they would get that we don't need all the drama. I would like to get to know the people more and watch them having fun and watching the relationships develop. I don't know. It just seems like they've deviated too far to the other side. I'm well, it just seems now like it's so orchestrated. Yes. You know, like we knew Kylie wanted Avon to come. So you make her go on, are you lead on a date with, oh, who did she start with? Brayden? No. Yeah. Uh, Will? Will. Will. Yeah. You know, and then you knew Avon was coming. And then it's like, um, I don't know. It's just seem, it just, it does seem orchestrated. And that they're in it to create the drama, not support these people. And right. So I don't know. But I do have to ask you one thing. Did you watch, well, you did watch the finale with the wedding? That wasn't a wedding. With Mari and Kenny. Well, I mean. They had I... cooks in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> they and they weren't even trying to disguise them as like people that were there. They had their chef's hat on. I know, like take the hat off. <laughs> I mean, like, really? There was no family members. None. No it friends was... or family. I actually did. I made that note to myself as well. I was like, well, I guess they just want to get married, you know, in front of everyone they don't know. They don't want anybody they know at their wedding. Now, <laughs> did you see? Because while that was on, I was like, I feel like I saw their actual wedding and they did. They got married like a real wedding on November 11th. Let's see. I put it in my notes. If you go back in one of their um, Instagrams, they, I think, I don't know. I can't find it where, where it is, but sometime in early November, they actually had a real, real wedding. And when they aired this wedding that was on paradise, like simultaneously on both of their Instagrams, they, they posted in their main feed, like a post that said, surprise, we actually got married, you know, on paradise, blah, 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 we met, blah, 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 blah. And then their like real wedding in quotes, I guess was like a second wedding so that they actually could have people they knew. Their parents. Yeah. <laughs> Their parents and friends and siblings not complete story. because like they had actually introduced themselves to some of those people that were players on the beach. They're like, oh yeah, we were we were here a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's us, you know. Yeah, I, the whole thing was like it, was, uh, it wasn't even about them. It was about like oh, what it could be for you guys if you exactly. You know. It was it's so weird. The chefs, I'm still like. <laughs> Despise them. Put them in suits. Something. It's not a chef hat. And there's like ten of them. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like you can afford, um, you know, a Hawaiian Stand shirt in. and some shorts. Yeah. yeah. 
God. I don't. I was just. I had to rewind it. I was like, okay, are any of these people like people that aren't on the show or staff? Are there, are there parents there? Nope. Nope. nope they're, they're not there. No. no. <laughs> yeah, it's just that stuff. It's like they have to do better. And... What was your opinion of Olivia on the show? Did you like her or not like her? So I grew to like her. Okay. I feel like she was, um, you know, I kind of felt sorry for her after a while. No, I did too. I, I, I just, I flip-flopped with her because I just felt like sometimes she was over the top with her animation and her ITMs. Um, but, but, but she so- very often was very funny. Yeah, she's like 24 though, right? Too? Yeah, like she's, she's super young. Yeah. Um, so, no, I enjoyed her. Yeah, I mean, I think she did add to the show as far as like, as Game of Roses would put it, colorful narration. You know, she definitely made it made it funnier. I, sometimes she was just hard for me to take with how animated she got. She just seemed over the top sometimes. But, but I think that... Um, I felt sorry for her too by the end because she made it the whole time and didn't end up with anybody either. Yeah. She was, wasn't she like the, like one of the, only like the fourth or fifth person down the first night. I mean, she was way early on. Yeah. Cause she's told that one guy to suck her toes the first right. night. <laughs> right. That's right. But you um, know, I and- think that's just a little bit of, you know, immaturity too. Like I'm not yeah. saying she's immature, but She's 24. She's on the beach. She's, I mean, right. heck, at 24, I I mean, I was a completely different person. Yeah, than... 100%. No, I think so. I think it's funny that she, um, you know, she was a night one or on, was it, was it Zach's season she was on? A lot of them. I'm like, okay, when did these people, like, when were, I, I had to look it up. Like, I know. Some of these people, I didn't remember Will. Um I remembered Will because of the jacket going in the pool. Oh. But the um those Jordan Jordan and what was that other guy? The when those two came down at the end, I was like, why are you even bringing people down here anymore? That was just I feel like yeah. they should stop bringing people down. I don't know, 3 quarters of the way through because I feel like if they're still bringing people down like a day before the show is supposed to quit filming, what is the point? They know no one's going to they have no time to even build anything with anybody. I don't know. What is the filming time on Bachelor in Paradise? I heard it was three weeks on Bachelor in Paradise. And Kylie expected him to. Right. It's just, no. It is silly. I, I thought it too. It was so silly that she was insistent that they have to get engaged. I didn't know where that was coming from at all. At that stage, you're just still kind of in lust, you know, it's, I mean, everybody thinks, you know, that that time is always fun. hundred percent. But yeah. Okay. Well, we're almost going on two hours. <laughs> so yeah, I know this um, is what happens when I don't uh, have anyone else to talk to. about. I it. know. I, so I'm definitely going to have to have you come on. So Joey's season doesn't start till the 22nd of January, but will you come on to recap with me? I'd love to. Are you excited about him? I I think so. I, I don't know. I think I have to, I'm, I'm glad that they aren't starting it till the 22nd and not starting it right away on the first Monday of the month. Like they usually do, because I think I need a little bit of a break 
from it for a few weeks. Um, I liked Joey. I felt like he was too good of a guy almost on, I mean, I really liked him. He just seemed too nice. Like one of those guys that was too nice. And I don't want him. I don't want a lead. Who's too nice. I, I want them to be a tad bit messy or to have a backbone. You know, I don't, I mean, maybe he will, I, you know, you don't get to know people until they're the lead. I mean, they can, they can edit them however they want to, but I, I, I don't, I always have my fingers crossed. I think it depends on what kind of women he has. I, I haven't gone through the women to see who they are yet, but. Um, yeah. yeah he seems like a nice guy though. At this well, point in my life, I'm like, go for the nice guy. Right. I agree. <laughs> did but, you yeah. though, did you notice that when they advertised golden bachelor, the wet or the, sorry, golden wedding, it's going to be live. What is it? The fourth? Yes. But live. I was shocked when I saw that. I feel like lots of things could go wrong. I don't know what, but I I just, I thought it was interesting that they were going to have the wedding live. I don't know. That's uh, always usually taped and they get to edit it however they want to. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I don't think I've ever seen, well, I guess all the finales are always live, but um, once you I get to the over. point of marriage, there's not much you can fake, hopefully. <laughs> I suppose. But, you know, like if one of them trips down the aisle or stuff like that, I just think it, it'll be it'll be entertaining. I'm anxious to see that, actually, and how they do it and mm-hmm. who's all going to be there. That's what I want to see, too. I'm happy for them, though. Like, Me they do seem good for each other. And yeah, I mean, it's always I mean, when was the last bachelor wedding that was um, filmed? Oh, you mean besides Kenny and Mari? <laughs> well, clip. I mean that was like because I remember Trista and Ryan; they had like a like yeah. a special. Um, did JoJo and and uh, Jordan get? No, they didn't. No, they didn't because they were supposed to get married during COVID. Let me think. Sean and Catherine was theirs. Was theirs? Um, I don't. I, or I don't know. I know there was one after Trista and Ryan's. I know there was, but I'd have to think about it to, to think who it could. Oh, I know who I know. I think Ashley and JP were on TV was on TV. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right there. And there might even be another one, but I can't, I'd have to Google that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm here for love. Yeah, I <laughs> do. never been married before. <laughs> you the little trailer that since very creative that that Joey said like in the game of tennis love means nothing get it in the game yeah I mean I know love is in <laughs> I'm not a tennis fan I but I know there's love somewhere around there yeah love means nothing love is if it's love love it's zero zero okay so, game of tennis love means nothing is what their little slogan is but but to me, love means everything or something oh. like that. So, so maybe it'll all be about love. Yeah. <laughs> <Nally>. <laughs> oh. Haven't you learned yet? <laughs> no, I think he's a good guy. I think it'll be a good season. I so, so. Um, will you um, join me for a Rose, a Rose interview? Yes, like- I would love to. Well, great. Well, thank you for being on. I very much appreciate it. And um, 
I'm going to call you every week. We don't have to record it, but we okay. can talk. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> if no. nothing else, we can live text during the shows and be like, are you kidding me? Can you believe that blah, blah, blah happened? I need somebody to do that with. See, I never watch it live. That's the bad thing. Okay. I well, don't. Yeah. But I mean, I can, I can start if I have a friend to talk to. <laughs> I, actually, I don't always either. It depends what, like I didn't this time at all because it was always on Thursday nights and I would just always record over the weekend. So I would watch it on Friday or Saturday and then record on Sunday. So it actually gave me a little bit more freedom um, to record. But normally if it's airs on Mondays, I try to stay up after the show and record. So I usually stay up late on Monday night and then release my episode on Tuesday. So it makes for like a long night. So I actually didn't mind it being on Thursday because I didn't have to watch it live. But just because of me releasing the podcast, I usually have to watch it live. So yeah. Well I can start. Okay. <laughs> Don't feel any pressure, really. I mean nothing. <laughs> so. Okay. Well then cool. Okay. We'll talk to you All right, soon. We'll talk soon. Thanks Emily. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little chat with Emily. Um, as I said, I am uh, definitely going to have her on next week with a Rose interview. Um, I think after that, I may possibly either take a break the week of Christmas or Allie's coming home. So we may do a podcast together, but I'll let you know about that. But next week will be a Rose interview with Emily. Um, I forgot to have her give me all her, um, all her Instagram handles and where you can find her. So we did talk about her stash Instagram handle is stash underscore it. So S T A S H underscore it. And then Emily's, um, Instagram handle is Emily joy Hain. So it's E M I L Y J O Y H O E H N E. Um, sorry about that, Emily. I forgot to get that from you, but that's it. And real quick, I'm going to end with my little Bible verse here. And I think I've done this one before, but I like it. So it's Philippians four verse six, and it's don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. And, um, we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.